This is a podcast of St. Paul Lutheran Church, where we equip every generation to live rooted in Jesus. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast uh, for today. This is Pastor Schultz, and joining me for today is uh, Dr. Pavla. How are you? Just fine. On a beautiful day, it's good to be together. Well, thanks. It's good to have you here and with us for today. Now, I know who you are, and some of our <laughs> listeners might know who you are, but I'm going to venture a guess that not everybody does. Uh, for them, can you give us uh, just a brief synopsis? Who are you? What are you about? Sure. What's your life look like? Sure. Well, I'm Dan Pavla, and I've been teaching theology here at Concordia University for 27 years, since 1996, and I'm the chairman of the theology department. I've been fortunate enough to be involved with many parts of St. Paul's Grafton's uh, ministry, uh, preaching on uh, Lenten services, uh, Bible studies, other things we've done, uh, LWML many, many times. It's been great. Uh, before I came here, I was a parish pastor in Butternut, Wisconsin for 12 years, 400-person town, way up in the hmm. far north woods. And uh, before that, uh, I was a farm boy, grew up on a dairy farm in western Minnesota. Holly and I have three kids. They're all grown. They're in their 30s. And uh, we live in Cedar Grove. Boy, it's a pretty simple life. That's it's a beautiful it. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming out and doing this today. It, it means a lot to us. Uh, so today for our podcast, we're going to look at, again, the big idea of transformational faith, that God works in incredible ways, not only through the Holy Scriptures, but us today as well. And to begin, we're going to focus on a uh, scriptural narrative, uh, one where we see Zechariah and Elizabeth. If you got a Bible and you're listening, you can open up God's Word to Luke chapter 1. But otherwise, uh, you can certainly just listen to my voice as we hear uh, this story uh, about Zechariah and Elizabeth and their son, John the Baptist. Here we go. Now, in the time of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. And he belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. And his wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, while Zechariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time of the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. But then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the sight in the spirit of power of Elijah to turn the hearts of their parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness, uh, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this as I am an old man and my wife is well along in years? But the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now uh, you will be silent and will not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting 
for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. And after his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion, the Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. And then at verse 57, And when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. Now on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mom spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. And they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. And then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. Uh, this is God's word for us today, and Dr. Pavla, there is a lot <laughs> yes, going on in the story. Uh, definitely way more than, definitely way more than we have time for. But uh, just kind of that synopsis overview when you hear that story, uh, what what sticks out to you as far as faith goes and just the life of these people? Well, it's the best day ever for Zechariah, <laughs> and it's kind of the worst day ever because on the one hand he gets chosen by lot to make the sacrifice. That would have been rare. Maybe yeah. only once in your life that's going to happen. So as he goes out the door, this is the best day ever. And I'm sure that Elizabeth said the same thing. Oh, yeah. best day. Then he gets what could be even the better news, the best news ever. You're going to finally have a child, a son. Yeah. But it's too good to be true. And, and, <laughs> and they've closed that door. I doubt that the baby clothes are still laid out someplace. I doubt there's any preparations. They're, they've closed that door. Damn there right. must have been months and months and months, years and years of disappointment. Don't, no, no, we're not going there anymore. Yeah. This angel says, yes, you are. Now, I love when he says, look, I'm old. And then he should have stopped <laughs> there, but he goes on and says, and my wife's old too. Oh, my, yes. Well, uh, Gabriel rises up. What yeah. a moment yeah. when he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord. You know, I don't know if the voice got louder or mm. somehow deeper, but I would think if I'm Zechariah, I get, oh boy, I think I've crossed the line here. And yeah. he had in one way, and yet, here's faith. God is not going to retract his promise. Right. I said yeah. the wrong thing, and I can't say anything more at this time. Right. But God is faithful, and the promise is still going to come true, and it does. Isn't that a great balance? We're not perfect. We no. say the wrong thing. We do the wrong sometimes. Right. And yet God is faithful. Yeah, he didn't pull the plug. No. Uh, he could have, I guess. God can and will do whatever he wants, but oh, he doesn't. No. He's love. He's going to keep reaching out and keep doing, uh, keep doing what God does best, which is loving people. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, like, <laughs> I like how you said that. Um, yeah, God, God shows that faith in the story through John. Uh, because John just simply trusted the promise right. um, that it was going to happen. And at the end of the story, we hear that John's life kind of gets turned right side up, backside up, however mm -hmm. that phrase goes. It yeah. gets fixed, yeah. and it gets fixed when John gets to speak again. And, of course, this kid would be uh, John the Baptist. Yeah, wonderful. And they must have communicated 
you know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, his name is John. We yep. can imagine them writing and writing. Well, she wouldn't have to write. He could hear. Yeah. But uh, they must have gotten very good at writing for nine months. Even there, wondering, maybe this is forever. Yeah. And who's to say that at the moment of saying his name will be John, that's the trigger that suddenly he can speak. Right. So they probably got used to this idea and okay it's how it's going to be that this was life from now on exactly but we still have the gift of this child yeah you know so let's not ask for more they could ask but unexpected and then they get to speak which i think is wonderful that john the the baby is going Mm -hmm. to be the great witness the great voice crying in the wilderness yeah it's kind of nice that his father had a voice too a voice as the priest to hand on to his son words of faith yeah. And uh, certainly can write it out. And, and Elizabeth would have been a wonderful woman of faith. But mm-hmm. now they, they both get to fill their son with words. And he's going to say those words some 30 years later to the world. That's incredible. Uh, and such an apt reminder for us today as well. Well, there is a lot of faith and a lot of things we could talk about in this story. But as we touched on a lot of them, at least uh, briefly, to make that pivot to who we are at St. Paul is that faith that is given in the Holy Scriptures is certainly still alive and active among God's people today. Uh, so you, Dr. Pavlo, have that same faith of Zechariah and John the Baptist and Elizabeth and the whole slew of other Christians. As you look at how God is working in your life to transform your life, maybe you got a story like John the Baptist, <laughs> or maybe it's something radically different, but as you look at how God's transforming your life, where do you see his work among you? You know, when you get a promise of God's gifts, yeah. we often respond by, really? Yeah. I mean, this was a really story for Zechariah. Yeah. I know he stretched it out, but he's in essence asking, really? Yeah. Is it that good? Is it going to be? And I think we have moments of, of really, mm-hmm. both when we're waiting for something, and God says, it's coming. I'm taking care of you. I know what you need. When we don't yet have that, we go, really? Do you really know? Or when it does come, or at least the offer comes, and God says, no, take it. This is good. Mm -hmm. Yes, but this will change my life. It's really good, and it's really. You know, when we were in Butternut uh, for those 12 years, um, we had calls to other churches, as as you Mm -hmm. would guess, and I said, no, 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 Uh, and stayed in in Butternut. We loved being in Butternut. It was a wonderful place, wonderful congregation, and... uh, not that I was chomping at the bit for something different, but then out of the blue, and I can tell you out of the blue, yeah. uh, CUW, Concordia, called and said, hmm. would you want to be a prof? Wow. wasn't on my radar. And, and so I think while we were in those years, we were wondering if there would be something different. Yeah. We didn't know. We could have stayed in Butternut for the whole ministry. That had been fine. Yeah. Um, but then when the offer came, to come here, it was so different. Yeah, I mean, Ashland County is mm-hmm. the deep, far north woods, and we were a 400-person town deep within those 400 the, mm-hmm. those woods. We were a hundred-mile round trip to the nearest stoplight. That yeah. that tells you how, wow. how okay. deep we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to come here, it's another world altogether. Really, Lord, is this a good idea? It'd be so much safer to stay in Butternut. I'm yeah. glad we came. I really am. I uh, love Butternut, but it was a big step. And uh, I'm glad we took that step. And uh, so faith, sure, but uh, God's promise was, I'll be with you. Yeah. And, he, and he was. 
Do you ever think your life would turn out like this? No. no. When we were in Butternut, <laughs> we were in Butternut. I, I truly, I thought, well, we might stay there forever. I loved it yeah. up there. The church had 650 members, so you know, the church wasn't going to disappear. Yes, we right. could stay there in the five-bedroom parsonage right next to the church. Oh yeah, we could definitely stay there yeah. and, and such. Um, uh, but. I didn't expect necessarily being here at Concordia University. I didn't graduate from Concordia. I graduated from Minnesota State University. Yep. So um, I didn't have an alumni pull or tie. Uh, so, but I'm very glad we came and uh, love being here. And then also being with great congregations that are around here. Yeah. Getting to do things with like St. Paul's Grafton. Yeah. Still feel like there's a little bit of a, you know, hand in the parish life. Yeah. Yeah. Which we like. So. Oh, well, and I haven't seen it yet, but you're Ash Wednesday, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been so generous, and I've loved coming to Ash Wednesday uh, services there. Nobody does Ash Wednesday and Lent like St. Paul's Grafton. Well, Hands go. down, you all have people and the music and the kids singing, and the food is fantastic. Not that I just come for the food, <laughs> but the food is fantastic. So, yeah, nobody does Lent like St. Paul's Grafton. We're glad to be part of it. Well, thank you, and we're definitely glad to have you. So thanks for uh, being on our podcast today as we looked at Zechariah and Elizabeth and certainly your own faith walk as well. I hope, I pray, I'm confident it's going to be a blessing to our listeners. And as we close out for today, um, Dr. Pavlik, would I, uh, could I put you on the spot to pray for us as sure. we close? that'd be great. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you for the great promises you make to us. Promises so good that sometimes we answer by saying, really? Is it really that good? Zechariah asked that kind of question. We do too. Thank you that you're patient with us. You don't strike us with being mute or, or some other ailment. Give us the faith to go beyond questions of really. Give us the faith to say thank you and to be patient and to wait while those promises show themselves, though they're already true because they're the promises you've given us of forgiveness and faith and hope and life. Bless us all as we go through these days of Advent and on to Christmas. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the day. May God richly bless you. Bye-bye.